Now that California is entering phase two of reopening the state, meaning that some retail businesses and manufacturing businesses and others are allowed to reopen with modifications, a certain group of people are asking, I'm supposed to be getting married soon. Will I be able to have my wedding? Guess who's part of that group? Yep, Christina Pascucci. She's supposed to get married in September. Still a good ways out, but not far enough to know how things are going to shake out in the next few months. The slow process towards getting some normalcy back has many soon-to-be-wed folks seeking answers to questions that still seem up in the air. Will it be okay to have a wedding by the time our set date arrives? At what point should I reschedule? If I can have a wedding, how many people can come? Will they have to have masks? Or will they be allowed to dance? What about vendors? Is it safe to start putting down deposits? If you or someone you know might be asking these kind of questions, stick around. Christina is speaking with Amy Grace Collins, a wedding and events planner who shares how she thinks things might unfold and offers valuable tips and advice for those who are trying to plan a wedding in the months ahead. Amy Grace Collins, I am so grateful to talk to you um, on a selfish level because you know I'm supposed to get married in September and I do not know what to do. And I know there are so many brides and grooms in my similar position. So as someone in your position, what have you been hearing? Oh, my gosh. What haven't we been hearing? Um, I feel I feel like overnight the, complete, the industry, for lack of a better word, shut down, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the thing is, is so many people look at weddings as – almost something that's standard as far as the way they operate or the way people plan them. And the beauty of weddings is that they're also unique. The problem is that when something like COVID hits us, everyone has a unique situation. Everyone's situation looks a little differently. So when when we're hearing brides talk, it's everything from I don't understand my contracts to what does this look like for my grandparents to how do I get my family from overseas in here? Um, you know, we're, we're seeing everything. <laughs> we're seeing everything that's oh. possibly happened. Yeah. So what is the main piece of advice you give? I know a lot of brides, I mean, obviously everyone who was in May, they pushed it forward to maybe fall. And now the wedding's in fall. I mean, those aren't even for sure because those that's part of phase four for California. Right. Um, you know, I think March and April, unfortunately, they, they kind of got completely upended and, and pushed many of those. And many of you brides listening, you, you may have been pushed to, honestly, the summer. A lot of them were pushed into July. Um, it, our wedding season in California is is largely based in the fall. So some of the open spots were in June and July. And so I know a lot of you are getting pushed yet again. So on behalf of our industry, I'm so sorry that you're experiencing this twice, but, um, but yeah, you know, we're, we're seeing what this looks like from a perspective of California government, you know, what they want to allow us to do. Um, and from what we're seeing right now, it looks like it is a slow phased approach and, um, you know, I, I, I tell people, honestly, if you're if you're having a wedding in the fall of 150, 250 people or 150 to 200 people, you know, be grateful. Be really glad you're able to have that because I don't I don't know if that's the case. And and, and gosh, I, I feel like I'm this weird person in the middle. Right. As a planner, I have to advocate for you brides. That's my whole job. That's my whole passion. Yeah. Um, yet I have to maintain this relationship with my vendor friends. You know what I mean? And and it's a very difficult line because my 
my personal advice as a planner to you brides just looks very harsh to my industry. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, and and that being said, uh, you know, at the end of the day, my job is, is to protect the bride and, and, and for the fall, even if you can have a large wedding, we don't know what that looks like. Does that mean you have to wear PPE? Does that mean you have to, um, you know, sanitation stations Can you have people dance? Um, we don't, we don't know. And in 18 years of doing this business, it's very difficult to be in a position where, where I can't give you the exact answer, right? I can give mm-hmm. you what I think is going to happen. And, and I'm a very proactive planner. So we were moving people when, before they even canceled the, uh, like the final four or the entire NCAA tournament, I'm, I was moving festivals. I was moving everything to the fall because, you know, truthfully, I, I was watching the viral trends before any of this. <laughs> yeah. I'm You're on it. I'm like, look, what's the viral trend? Is this going to affect my brides? Yes, it is. Okay, let's move on. Um, which is great because I yes. feel like my brides trust me. We move quick. They've gotten great responses from their venues. You know, they kind of got it all before it got crazy. Um, but, you know, I think so many of you listening are probably experiencing this um, ostrich syndrome, which is put your head in the sand, right? And ostrich uh. puts your head in the sand, right? And that you just don't want to know what's even happening. And I completely understand that. And I understand the uh, tendency to want to do that. Like, oh my gosh, if I just, if I just don't look at it, maybe it'll go away and it'll all be okay. Yeah, won't um, it? <laughs> right? Wouldn't that be great? Unfortunately, I feel like some of these June brides have done that so long that now they're not getting good options to reschedule. Um, and then we've got the other people that are so panicked, you know, they're having 2021 weddings and they're like, should I be concerned? I'm like, no, no, no. Like take a breather. Like it's not that bad yet. So I, I think first and foremost, my advice to brides is do what's best for you, no matter what. Um, you know, if you don't feel comfortable with something, this is probably one of the most expensive days. It's not the most expensive day you'll ever have besides signing your mortgage for the first day of your life. Um, but, but outside of that, if you're not comfortable with what it looks like, you know, step back and, and take, take evaluation of that. You need to be in a position where you feel excited and confident and, and, excited to be a part of that day and if you're worried that it's not going to be the dream that you've had since you were five years old then by all means you know you you definitely definitely need to reevaluate that for sure so what do you think in terms of timing so say it's a bride who has a wedding in august versus september what months are you saying definitely postpone yeah, so, oh gosh, I'm really going to stick my neck out on here, right? Okay, so um, obviously if you are in June, you need to postpone, you guys. Unless you're doing something that is 10 people or under, um, you need to look at something outside of probably what you already have planned. Um, July. July and August are our harder months to predict out of anybody because we don't know where we'll be at in the phasing for that. Um if you're anything like anybody else that I'm seeing on these bridal posts, it seems like Newsom's going to open it, the door a little bit, and then it gets slammed back in our face. We're going, oh, it looks like we're going to open. Never mind. It's not happening. So um, my caution to people is don't expect to get out of the 25 to 50 person mark this summer. I, I truly think we're going to hang out in, in that amount of space. Let me also put a very strong caveat in for a couple things, because this is some of the other questions I'm, I'm seeing or, or statements rather. Um, 
25 to 50 people, that includes your vendors. That includes your catering staff, your waiting staff, all of those things that you're not even thinking about. Those are people inside your numbers. Because what we're seeing is people go, oh, you know, I could do 25. Oh, I could do 50. Like, no, no, no. You need to do 35 because you have 15 people supporting those people. Um, You know, think about it from the fact that if you're in a hotel, chances are they're not going to be open because they can't run their entire operation under that that number. Um, So be very cautious on that. I I think sometimes people are waiting for the number to get to their guest count, but you have to think about the support lines for that guest count. Okay. So that's a huge thing. My other caution is please do not put your vendors in an awkward position where you're trying to pull off something for them that they're not aware of. Let me give you a perfect example. Oh, I'm going to have a backyard wedding. And it's, you know, gatherings no more of 25 people or let's say, let's say it's 50, right? So they're like, I'll, I'll put 35 people in my backyard, um, typically. Well, I have a guest list of 75, so I'm just going to send out invites. Trust me, I've literally seen these. I'm going to send out uh, a guest list of 75 and eh, if, people, if more people come, I mean, it's on my property. What are they going to say? Well, right. first of all, no one's going to come bust up the party. Honestly, they're probably not. Okay. Uh-huh. But more importantly... So there's just, you know, I'm not worried about that. What I'm saying is don't make your vendors show up to a situation they're not aware of because it puts us in a massive liability spot where we could get our licenses revoked. What would you do? What would you do if you showed up and that was the case? Personally, inside of my contract, we walk out. Oh, I wow. will. I will not. I will not break the law for you. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. That's you fair. know. I will. I will help you navigate the law. I will help you. Um. You know. Do everything in your power. I mean, my job is to make solutions, and 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 that's what I do. But if you lie to me and I show up, I, I'm going to be mad. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and I'm going to pull the contract at that because there's no mutual respect. So respect your vendors. Um, you know, first of all, if someone has a planner, they're probably not pulling that off, <laughs> um, yeah. but the people I MC try it are like, Oh, well, my photographer won't say anything. We're friends. Okay. Well just, just don't, there's an integrity line that we have to start to carry as well. And I would encourage each of you listening, just go where your heart is on that one. Like, it's just not smart. Don't do it to your vendors. Um, you know, you're putting our livelihoods at risk, you know, our ability to pay for our mortgage and our kids college and everything else. So, so please don't do that. So that, and those are the ones I'm seeing kind of in the summer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's kind of the summer conversation. Yeah. Um, as far as moving towards the fall, you know, I really hope we're at that 75 to a hundred person. If we're higher than that, consider yourself, you know, extremely fortunate. Um, but again, we don't know what that looks like as far as the navigation of those things so you know weddings are very intimate they're touchy-feely they're they're um kinesthetic right you know people dance there's stuff going on so um if that's a huge focal point of your party it may not look the way you intend it so it may be worth the couple thousand dollars or whatnot to postpone it and pay the differentials to go to a saturday in 2021 you know it just you really need to weigh weigh the value of that day yeah yeah um, what about making contracts or signing yeah. contracts at this oh, yeah. point? Because I know that, you know, I have um, a flower person who I definitely plan on using, but she's asking for me to sign a contract. I'm like, look, if you got to take another job, I get it, but I don't feel comfortable giving you a deposit right now, which is yep. what she's asking for. Um, no. when I don't even know if I'll be able to have a wedding. Right. Um, this is an excellent question because, um, And again, vendor friends, I love you all, but we have to do what's right. And here's the deal. 
First of all, a lot of people won't even be there next year. So if you put a deposit down us, I'm not talking about your florist. Obviously, I have no idea who she is or what, what yeah, her, yeah. Her, her status is. But there are many vendors who are in this business because it is a hobby or a side gig or something of that nature, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also people who are great at their craft and trade and terrible at business, right? So the chances of many people not being here next year um, it's great. Unfortunately, it's sad, but it, it, there's a high probability that many won't be there. If you give a deposit, you probably will never see that deposit back if that person is no longer in business. It just It's just the nature of what happens. I mean, pre-COVID, we were having this issue, right, with people that would, would ghost and disappear and you can't mm-hmm. catch them. Um, so, so that's first and foremost. You know, every deposit you do put out at this point is a risk you're taking on that business. I'm not saying don't take that risk. Just be cognizant of that risk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Second of all, contracts. Be very, very, very of con- careful of contracts. Now, pre-COVID, I used to see the most ridiculously loose contracts I've ever seen in my entire life. They were in the benefit of the bride because, frankly, the vendors didn't write good contracts, right? Yeah. Um, vendors have contracted up with lawyers. They will have extremely strong contracts at this point, most of them. Um, so read the fine print. They're not exciting to read. Okay, I will 100% admit that. <laughs> but right. you can- you got to get good at it because there's so many nuances. Um, the thing about it, uh, uh, if, there's two things. If you haven't signed a contract yet, then there's two ways to do this. Always give the lowest number of guests. For example, if you're with a venue and they ask you for a guest count, get away with the lowest amount of, um, of people ever that you put down on the, the, um, the guarantee list. Because okay. you can always add more instead of take away. Same thing with florals. Go with the minimum contract that that person will give you and pay that portion of the deposit if you're trying to secure that date because let's say you don't want to lose out on that vendor, right, if they're really, you know, somebody you want to work with. And then make sure that any monies past the date of signature are refundable other than maybe that booking fee that they take, right, that mm-hmm. first that first um, contract. Um, this is particularly huge with venues, Um and with high expense, um, uh, you know, groups like a DJ or a photographer or a band or, you know, if they've never performed a service for you yet, yes, you may have to pay a booking fee. That's very reasonable in our industry. But then make sure any monies, let's say you have a, um, a monthly stipend you pay them up till payment day right. is, you know, up until your contract's filled. Make sure those monies can be refundable if they don't end up having the wedding. You don't end up having the wedding or something of that nature. It's not in the benefit of the vendor. They're probably not going to love you for that. But I will say that as a vendor, you should be willing to sign a contract like that. It's it's the, it's the right thing to do. You know what I mean? If yeah. I have a performed service for you, like I shouldn't be able to benefit off right. of you. So what if, do you think the next, what do you think your first wedding will be post pandemic? What date is your prediction and what will it look like? Um, well, we have all of ours postponed now into October. So, um, our first weddings will be October. We have some really fun pop-up options that are going to happen in Santa Barbara. I encourage you to check out our website, amygraceevents.com, under our bespoke weddings. Um, that'll be our first run of them. Those are going to be more micro style, smaller weddings. So, you know, it's going to be, those are going to be probably fine because they'll be smaller. Our big weddings are at the end of October. Um, you know, those are 150 person weddings. Um, 
it's hard to determine. I, I really hope they get out of the dance floor. I hope we're there. And if we're not, then I'm going to encourage those, those clients to push forward to 2021. I know what my clients want. We, you know, um, those clients are full service clients. We have huge weddings, huge build outs, amazing designs. Um, I don't want them spending $150,000 and not getting the wedding that they want. You know what I mean? It's worth the five to 10,000 in extra fees to push it to 2021. So, um, if we can't be in that spot, then, you know, I'll tell them to push. But as of right now, I, I think we're going to see a fairly typical wedding at the end of the fall. I do, you know, right. as far as what it looks like. Your mention of 150000 is that, what do you think the average cost is of most weddings? I mean, you deal with maybe higher end, but what most You know, um, it totally runs the gamut, honestly. Um, L.A. is very expensive to get married in. So, um, you know, we primarily service Santa Barbara and San Luis Obispo. Our brides are coming from L.A. because, we, you know, 90% of our client base is actually from L.A. because mm-hmm. L.A. is too expensive. So, you know, I would say our average bride runs, you know, forty to 60000 if they want your quote-unquote traditional wedding, right, with all the, the regular things inside of it but right. you, know, you can get away with a wedding like our pop-up weddings start at you know seven thousand dollars they're beautiful they're stunning and those they're are all inclusive high-end also but yes. explain how those work because those are kind of cool yeah so um we have created this uh cohort for lack of a better term of vendors who are some of the best in the industry i have hand selected this group and what we wanted to do was to bring affordable weddings to brides and i just kept getting frustrated because as a designer, I wanted to create these incredible weddings that um, any bride could afford, but that's not a possibility, right? Unless you leverage cost sharing, just like, you know, anything, um, you know, you don't hire your own bus, you cost share it with everybody, right? Yeah. <laughs> and the bus drives around town. Well, why can't we take that same model and make it into weddings? So we, I looked across uh, the ocean over at Australia. I have a girlfriend in a mastermind. She was doing these. Um, and I said, you know what? I want to bring that to the U.S. This is pre-COVID. Um, and so what we have done is created these events where we pop up in different locations um, around California. We have some in Michigan. Um, and we design out this wedding that would take on average a person eighty to ninety thousand dollars to design, and we cost share it with multiple couples um, so that they get their unique aspect. You know, they would they get to pick their colors or you know different things that personalize the wedding, and they cost share it. So you'll have a morning brunch um, wedding, you'll have an afternoon, you'll have an evening wedding, and you'll do that Saturday and Sunday. Um, and our average bride, and this is everything. Literally, you have to show up with your rings, your marriage license, and your dress. Like, honestly, that's it. Oh, wow. And we take care of everything, and they start at $7,000. They're incredible. They're incredible. That is We're a good so option, excited. maybe also to ease the cost, especially during a time like now. Okay, so last question before we run out yeah. of time. What do you think, what do you really think these weddings will look like? Are people in your October weddings going to be wearing PPE and masks and all kinds of protective equipment <laughs> yeah right um i don't i think you're um immunocompromised people will just for safety you know if you have grandparents um you know they may show up and and be wearing that they people may not feel comfortable giving each other hugs like the same way they would freely do it you know as far as that but i do think there will be the, a group that totally is fine with it you know what i mean i think i think you'll see your like delineation of like um 
it, you know, people that want to fully participate in everything a wedding has. And then you'll have your people that are more cautious. So uh, my suggestion is that you design it for the average wedding experience. You are going to have guests that want to experience that. So I can see the dance floor being a super fun. We've got fun DJs for those weddings. Um, but I also think we're going to have people, we have, we're creating these small little vignettes, we call them, which are like little um, seated lounge areas that are simultaneously like next to the dance floor so that they can still feel like they're a part of it, but they don't have to be, they can socially distance in that space and feel comfortable with it. So I think setting your space up to also accommodate those people um, will make all your guests feel, you know, a part of the wedding. So I don't know if we'll be, I, I, I think we'll, you can't have um, buffets. I don't think you'll see a buffet kind of situation. You know, I think you'll see them served instead of like self-serve buffets. Um, you know, you may see more PPE from a catering perspective, from a guest perspective. I, I don't think they'll allow weddings to open if we are still dealing with that, to be frank. Right. I, I just don't think it's smart. And I don't think that I don't think that the vendors want it to ex- execute a wedding like that either. It puts a lot of liability on us. Mm-hmm. Uh, OK, I lied. One more question. Yes. Um, bachelorette parties. Oh, yes. Are, mine is supposed to be in July. Oh, they're in virtual showers. I mean, it's the same problem. Um, I, you know, honestly, I think Vegas will be, I don't know, I have no idea where yours is, but bachelorette parties, you know, a lot of times they're in like Vegas or Palm Springs or, you know, some of the fun yeah. places. Uh, I think you're going to see those places try to push the envelope a little bit and open faster. Um, obviously, Vegas is in um, a completely different state, so that that's also dealing with a whole different dynamic. But, um, you know, Nevada seems to be relaxing a little bit more on their rules, so you can kind of see how that works out. But um, I think you're going to see those spots open first because... They need to get back to work quicker, and I think people are going to want to adventure there. So, um, you know, are you going to be able to have 40 girlfriends? I don't know. Probably not. But, you know, hey, maybe you can have five to ten. Viva Las Vegas. That's not where I'm going, but I like what you're saying. I hope you're right. Let's also say this. Because we're in California and we're, you know, a bordering state to Mexico, I know a lot of people like to go to Mexico. If you have a summer bachelorette in Mexico, I don't know if that's going to happen because I don't know when we're going to allow international travel. So I do want to put that caveat out there. Um, That is a huge thing. Also, if you have family flying in, I have no idea when international travel is going to going to open up. I, I really don't. I think that is that is a very hard guesstimate to make. Thank you for all this information. I'm going to end this now and um, pick your brain for the next five hours. <laughs> I have so <laughs> many questions, good. but no, we covered a lot of great stuff. So Perfect. if you guys want to hear more from Amy or uh, find out more about her company, you can go to amygraceevents.com. We'll put that link on the website, ktla.com slash coronavirus daily. While you're there, check out all our episodes. We have 40 to listen to. So find one that covers something you're interested in learning more about or just to see how far we've come in this pandemic since we launched the show back on March 13th. You can also listen and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with all our KTLA podcasts by following on Instagram and Twitter at KTLA podcasts. And you can follow Christina on Twitter at Christina KTLA and on Instagram at Christina Pascucci. Hopefully, in a few months, you'll be seeing some wedding content. We'll be back with a new episode of Coronavirus Daily on Monday. Thanks for listening.